You're listening to 1A, a podcast from First Presbyterian Church of Columbia, South Carolina. In this episode, Reverend Josh Squires continues our mini-series on anger. 1A is a podcast designed to take a brief but in-depth look at counseling issues from a pastoral perspective. Reverend Squires is the pastor of counseling at First Presbyterian Church of Columbia. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns about our show, or would like to reach out to Pastor Squires about something you've heard in this episode, please don't hesitate to do so. You can find all of our contact information on our website at firstpresscolumbia.org. If you would like to stay up to date with new episodes as they come out, you can download our app. Just search for First Presbyterian Church of Columbia, South Carolina, in the app store of your choice. We hope this ministry is a blessing to you and to those around you. Let's get to the conversation. Well, welcome back to 1A. We are continuing our look at the issue of anger. We've already talked about what anger is and what Scripture tells us about it, why we're angry in this particular moment as well. And some of the things that we said were that, one, we're often angry because we're grieving and we have a lot to grieve in this moment, that anger is often produced by emotions like hurt, fear, and sadness. That scripture has some positive things to say about anger, not just negative things to say about anger. That anger is an emotion gives us energy and it's destructive. And therefore it should give us the energy to destroy our very own sin. And so that's what we've said about anger already. So now we want to talk about what to do with our anger. Certainly you guys know what it's like to be angry, to be irritated with your family, church, job, neighbors, friends, whatever it is in the midst of this moment. And so when you find yourself angry, what are you supposed to do? Well, first thing is you need to understand what's driving your anger. If what's driving your anger is this particular moment because you're afraid, you're afraid that things will never get back to normal, that your job is in serious danger, and therefore you're not going to be able to provide for you and for your family. If it's because you're afraid that you or someone you know might be at risk from a health perspective, then those are the sort of fears that you need to be able to look at, comfort with the Word of God, and then try to move forward. And it's getting to that fear. Or maybe you're hurt, or again, maybe you're sad. And it's, it's understanding those things. If, if you're always just trying to placate the anger without getting behind the anger and what's generating the anger, then you're going to find yourself constantly frustrated. That's like putting a Band-Aid on a gaping wound. It, it might help a little bit, but it's just going to continue to ache and hurt and create that sort of emotional pus that leads to anger itself. So understanding what it is that's driving your anger helps you then to rightly apply the gospel promises that you need. And that's really the second piece is that you need to be able to find gospel promises. You know, if, if it's if it's fear, then you need to think about sections of the Psalms, like Psalm 56, one of my favorite Psalms, where David cries out to the Lord, where he feels completely trapped, both by Israel and by the Philistines, and he seems like he's alone. And yet he says, 
I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? In this sense, what can a virus do to you? If you want more on fear, then listen to the previous four podcasts we did on fear. If it's sad, if it's hurt, then you need to find other gospel promises. Gospel promises about a God who knows what it's like to be you. He knows what it's like to be sad. He knows what it's like to be hurt. He knows what it's like to be lonely. He knows what it's like to feel betrayed. And yet, he takes solace in a God who is there. And he is there for you. And he offers you promises of comfort, of peace, a peace that surpasses understanding. Philippians 4, one of my favorite little sections of Scripture on things like this. And so, as you think about what do I do I'm angry, and how do I stop being angry? Well, one of the very first things you do is you steep your soul in the gospel. It's the gospel that can give you that peace that can't be given in any other way, shape, or form, that gives a resiliency that context can't take away from you. The gospel's already been affected for you. It's already been completed for you. There's no more left to be done. And that sort of assurance that you're one of his and that he loves you and he's going to bring you all the way home to himself. That's the sort of assurance and peace that nothing, not even a little virus, can take away. So the first thing is to find what it is that's generating the anger and try to find gospel pieces that you can apply to that anger. Now, I've told you before, I think in a grid that is biopsychosocial spiritual, those four different categories, when I try to think through what we do when we want to work our way through difficult emotions, like anger and depression, anxiety, whatever it is. So spiritual is the most important. It's the one that pays the biggest dividends and lasts the longest. So I start there. Here are the spiritual realities. Your soul right now is angry at something, and it should be using that anger in order to kill sin, your own sin. But probably, probably, it's really just hurt, sad, or afraid. And so you need to find what that is, and you need to find gospel truths that speak into that hurt, fear, or sadness. But those other pieces are just as important, the bio-psycho- Social. So let me talk to those just briefly. So, so bio. Well, one of the reasons that you might be irritable right now, you might be angry right now, is because you don't have really good biological rhythms. What do I mean by that? What I mean is, is that everyone's life has been disrupted, and part of that disruption seems to be sleep. A lot of the people that I'm talking to, uh, their sleep patterns When they go to sleep, how long they sleep, when they wake up seem to be variable. They no longer have work and other things driving them to have a really good set schedule. And if you look, one of the number one drivers for depression, and again, I think I talked about this in one of the previous episodes, depression for men oftentimes evidences anger, is a variable wake cycle. Not just a variable sleep cycle when you go to sleep, but especially a variable wake cycle. And that's happened to a lot of people right now. So one of the biological reasons why you might be irritated and running around with this base sense of irritation, a six or a seven all the time, is because your schedule is so off. And you need to find a way to get that back in rhythm. Secondly, people had a sort of exercise routine. Many people, they went to the gym and they would go to the gym two, three times a week. I have zero idea what that is like. 
or why one would choose to do it, but I know that many of our people do. So now you can't go to the gym. I have never seen so many people out walking and riding their bikes, and it's wonderful. It's actually kind of a throwback to me of what it was like when I was growing up in the 80s and 90s when not everyone had a screen and a private screen and we weren't all so hyper-scheduled. To me, it's actually somewhat nice. However, it does get you off of your rhythm and your routine from an exercise perspective. And exercise is one of those things that helps you so that you're not irritated as much. It allows you to get that energy and to focus it positively physically. And it also releases a number of neurotransmitters that help you feel more calm. So if you're missing that, then finding a way to get that exercise routine back into your work or back into your weekly schedule, if that's going on walks and bike rides and whatever it is, if it's finding free weights at home, you know, different ways to exercise, I'm sure you can look around and find exercise routines that are implementable for you, even in the place where you are right now. So making sure that you are getting good rhythms of work and rest in the midst of this season actually is going to help you not feel so irritated all the time. Again, it's, it's no silver bullet. It's no magic wand. It's not going to relieve all the irritation. It just might help it go from a seven to a five, and you can deal with a five. A seven, you're always on the verge of acting out somehow. If it's yelling or stomping off or you know passively, aggressively taking it out on friends and loved ones. And a five, like I said, you can, you can deal with a five. So biologically, those are some of the things that you might need to do in order to find yourself less irritated. And then psychologically, uh, we need to find ways not merely to distract ourselves, but to build ourselves up. Right now, a lot of people are using this time, this time where we can't really go anywhere, and they're using it to entertain themselves and distract themselves. Now, entertainment and distraction aren't necessarily bad as long as it's done with a certain amount of moderation. As long as it's done in a certain amount of moderation, then uh, entertainment and distraction are fine. But a lot of people are finding themselves, they've run to the end of the internet, and they've run to the end of Netflix, and they've run to the end of Hulu and Disney+, and whatever it is else that's out there. And so now they find themselves irritable because they're only using this time for distraction and entertainment and not for building themselves up. And by building themselves up, what I mean is taking time to do things like some Bible study. You don't have to go find a technical commentary, but even like a good Spurgeon book, you know, Sinclair and Derek and a number of the guys that we love, uh, Ralph Davis, have written books that are just lay people accessible. If you want to find or, or know good books, then we've been doing a different podcast of lockdown reading. Go and listen to a couple of those. Find one that sounds like it's for you. And then do some reading. Build yourself up. It, actually, when you do that, a couple of things, the, the reward you get just from feeling like your soul and your mind are growing, but also the same reward you get like when you work out where it's difficult at first or it's difficult doing it, but the reward is greater than the difficulty. The same thing happens. So a lot of people are irritable because right now they're not doing anything and they don't feel productive. And so trying to think of ways to be productive 
and being productive for your soul and for your mind, creating checklists of things that you can do even around the house and get some things done, even if it feels minor, just checking some of those things off will help you not feel so irritable because you were designed to work. We were all designed to work and therefore working and actually getting things done will help to relieve some of the irritation that we feel maybe even a little useless in this particular moment. So bio, psycho, the last thing, social. This is the most difficult in this moment because we're in quarantine, but you need to find a way to get some social interaction even at a distance. You know, if it's talking to neighbors, but you're talking to them across the fence or going around and seeing some people, but you stay in your car and they stay in there, more than just Zoom calls, more than just FaceTime calls, I mean in person where you can read people's facial expressions and the tones and their voice and you don't have to worry about technology failing you or beginning to skitter or something like that. There's something about being able to look in someone's eyes that's actually really wonderful and does a great deal for you and for your soul. So you need to find a way to get some of that social component into your life. And not only just to talk, but a way to have fun together. Again, if, if it's going and watching a movie, you in your car and they in theirs, I don't, I don't know, but finding a way in order that you can be in someone's presence at, at a safe social distance, and yet there still be some laughter. There still be something that's helping you to do more than just fret and worry about this moment. There's got to be tons of people out there writing and thinking and posting on social networks about ways to do this together and to do it well and go out and do some homework and find some ways and invite some friends. I think Henderson had invited a number of us to come over for like a mini porch night at one point, just some staff members, and we kept our distance, you know, but we were able to talk and, and sit and be in each other's presence and do a little bit of laughter. And let me tell you, it did my soul really, really good, especially especially for those of you who might be listening to this who are singles. You need to find a way to get in the presence of other people safely because your soul will wilt and that anger will continue to build up as long as you can't. So what do we do about our anger? Well, it's that biopsychosocial spiritual. It's all four of those trying to track those down and be very intentional in this moment about all four elements that you're doing stuff to help mitigate that anger and that angry feeling. It won't make it go away completely. It can't. This is an incredibly difficult situation in which we find ourselves as an entire globe right now. But it can make it so it's livable, where you're not getting overly irritated all the time, where you're not going to bed angry. It's sleep that's hard to get because you're angry and you have angry dreams and you wake up irritable and you're yelling at kids and you're yelling at family members and you're yelling at bosses and you're sending angry texts and emails. All of that can begin to go away. And instead, there's just this subtle irritation that we all have because life is not normal right now and we can't wait for it to get back to normal. Well, I hope that this has been helpful for you, and if it has, feel free to share it. If you have questions, don't hesitate to send me questions, and maybe that can be part of future podcasts. You can get to me, jsquires at firstprezcolumbia.org. That's jsquires, S-Q-U-I-R-E-S, at firstprezcolumbia.org. I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. Well, I hope you stay safe, and God bless. God bless.